Hello and welcome to Themis Podcasts. Themis is an award-winning platform that helps our clients mitigate and manage their financial crime risk exposure. Our podcasts discuss the current and emerging financial crime threat landscape and bring you thought leadership and interviews from leaders in the field. Find out more at crime.financial. In this episode, Themis researcher Eliza Thompson interviews Vaheen Ishtak Stansfeld, a senior associate specialising in commercial crime at Field Fisher, a full-service firm with a market-leading financial services practice. Vaheen shares her career journey thus far and what motivated her to pursue a path in financial crime and white-collar law. We also discuss the importance of having colleagues and mentors who champion the development of women and look to build inclusive environments which help drive creativity and innovation. This episode is part of a wider series of podcast conversations that Themis is releasing with impressive women working in finance and tech. Welcome to the latest installment in our Women in Financial Crime Themis podcast series where we bring you exclusive interviews with female leaders working across different industries on financial crime issues. Today, I have the great pleasure to be interviewing Farin Ishtiak Stansfeld, who has worked in white collar and financial crime for many years. Farin is currently a senior associate solicitor specializing in commercial crime at Field Fisher in London. Farin specializes in white collar defense and global investigations. Her practice also includes advice on compliance, risk management, and governance with a focus on advising companies on mitigating their exposure to serious fraud and other financial crime. She also advises companies around the money laundering reporting regime and has conducted compliance training workshops for global banking institutions. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, It's really wonderful to have you on the podcast and to hear about your important work um, at Field Fisher and your uh, career journey thus far. Well, thank you so much for that wonderful introduction and for inviting me to speak with you today. Great. Yeah. So I'll dive right in. So one of the main goals of today's conversation is really to hear more about women's experiences working in more traditionally male-dominated industries, such as financial crime and law. So um, as a solicitor focusing on financial crime and white-collar issues, you're really at an interesting nexus point across these. So how would you describe your experience so far as a woman working on these issues and, and kind of in this field? Well, the area of financial crime has changed a lot since I started uh, my legal career. Um, Financial crime is evolving and becoming more and more sophisticated. Um, There was a PwC Global Economic Crime Survey this year that showed that nearly 64% of businesses in the UK have experienced fraud, corruption or other economic crime in the past 24 months, which really is a staggering statistic. Um, There are certainly many more law firms now that have a financial crime offering. Therefore, it does mean that there's a greater pool of talent out there and many more opportunities to actually get into the field. Something that was a real challenge when I first started out, actually. Um, I am fortunate enough not to have faced many of the challenges that women do in male-dominated industries. I've always worked with men who have really championed my development and ensured that my contribution is recognized. I've learned so much from them, and they too recognize that the industry has traditionally been quite male-dominated. That said, um, whilst the area does remain male-dominated, things are changing and it's refreshing to see so many incredible and successful women in the field. There are successful, inspirational women in all areas of financial crime and compliance who are real industry experts. 
Um, even at Field Fisher, we have many diversity and inclusion initiatives to champion the development of women and ethnic minorities. And that really is so important because it drives creativity and innovation. Yeah, definitely. It's great to hear that you've had so many positive experiences and colleagues who really care about inclusion and supporting others. Um, so that's really great. That being said, um, you know, it's, it's interesting. You may have still not necessarily had many role models or mentors from similar backgrounds when you were kind of starting out and deciding whether or not you really wanted to go into this field. So I'd be curious to know what motivated you to pursue a career in white collar crime. Um, well, I've always had a very keen interest in white collar crime, um, but like as I mentioned before, not many firms actually specialised in it. Um, the key for me was, as with any field really, it was to pursue my ambition. Um, I took a long route into financial crime. I first started off in insurance law at various uh, regional law firms. I then moved on to commercial litigation and civil fraud, and eventually I trained and qualified into financial crime. Um, as you mentioned, certainly whilst I was working my way into the field, there weren't many people from either gender, in fact, um, that were from my background that I could see as mentors. Um, I was keen to dismantle the stereotype that I grew up with was that women traditionally pursue areas such as family law or conveyancing. Um, also, people don't often appreciate how financial crime differs from general crime or the crossover between civil and criminal litigation and enforcement and how interlinked these various areas really are. Um, Working in financial crime isn't just about responding to prosecutions for criminal offences that involve money. Um, it's also about assisting clients to manage the financial crime risks that they face, the associated reputational risks, and also assisting them with putting in place appropriate controls um, and compliance programmes. So in other words, financial crime lawyers are engaging with the prevention and the cure. Certainly, when starting out, the key for me was not to be put off by it being a male-dominated field. Um, if everyone had that same attitude, we'd ne never really see a change and we would certainly not see some of the incredible women that are currently pioneering the way in this field. Um, it is certainly in my line of work, really genuinely refreshing to see so many women in leadership positions now acting as role models for the next generation of women that are carving out their careers in this evolving field. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I think, you know, seeing women supporting the next generation is so key. Um, and also on your point about not being put off by being in a male-dominated field, I think a key reason um, we really want to have these discussions is it's important to understand different perspectives, but also obstacles women face when building their career, whether it's law, financial crime, compliance, or any field. Um, so maybe if you could speak on what were some challenges that you have faced, um, and then also what were some positives as well. Um, certainly. Um, so for me, the challenges that I faced were carving out a legal career in the first place. Um, I completed my graduate education at the height of the financial crisis. And it was a time when unemployment was at an all time high and law firms weren't really offering as many opportunities to train with them. I therefore started my legal career as a paralegal at a regional firm in the Midlands. And it was honestly the best decision I ever made. Being able to paralegal at so many different law firms in different areas was invaluable and it really did cement my belief that I wanted to pursue a career in financial crime. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I am fortunate enough not to have faced some of the, the challenges that women do in the workplace, be that in the legal industry or otherwise. Um, that said, as a woman and someone from an underprivileged and ethnic minority background, I've always suffered from imposter syndrome. Um, even when you quote unquote make it, 
um, you feel like you need to work extra hard to show that you deserve your seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I should say that that is in no way a reflection of anyone that I've worked with or how anyone else has made me feel. Um, but it is a personal pressure that I put on myself. And I've no doubt that many women out there do exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, women have traditionally faced so many challenges in male dominated industries and be that equal opportunities or career development. But thankfully, positive strides are being made to change that. Um, we're seeing more and more positive female role models and mentors for the next generation. And it's refreshing when women starting their legal careers show a real interest in this area. And hopefully things will continue to progress um, positively. In terms of positives for me, um, I've had the opportunity to, to pursue a career in a dynamic area of law, which is constantly evolving and one in which I have a real interest. Mm-hmm. Um, new case, no two cases are the same. And that is what really makes this a great area to work in. Um, I've worked with and continue to work with some incredibly talented lawyers who are such experts in this field. And that includes both male and female lawyers. And I'm fortunate enough to have been able to learn so much from them. Um, I'm also part of an incredibly diverse team, both in terms of background and experience. So I really couldn't ask for more at this stage of my career. Yeah, yeah. You make some excellent points, um, especially, I think, around imposter syndrome and the need to really work extra hard to show you deserve a seat at the table. Um, I think that's super relevant to, to so many women and, and people from backgrounds that might not be as represented. Um, it's been really interesting learning about your experience so far from kind of a personal um, perspective. So shifting slightly more towards an industry question, looking towards the future, what do you think are some key industry trends that will impact your work? So this is a really interesting question, actually, because it's no longer just about criminal investigations or prosecutions, but also there is an increased focus from regulators such as the UK Serious Fraud Office or the US Department of Justice, amongst other regulators, on the effectiveness of compliance procedures to prevent financial crime. So even when criminal investigations are ongoing, there there is an increased focus by the authorities on the effectiveness of compliance programs when considering the resolution of an investigation. And this is a trend that we're continuing to see. Um, The SFO's own guidance on evaluating compliance programs sets out that it will consider the state of a compliance program at the time an offence occurred, the current state of the compliance program and how it can change going forwards. So organisations need to look into how to mitigate their risk of financial crime and show that they have adequate procedures in place. It goes without saying that risk can't always be eliminated completely, but a risk-based approach does need to be adopted for compliance programmes to be workable in practice. And there needs to be a real focus on preventative measures and reputation management. Um, Another area continuing to evolve is ESG. That's the acronym a lot of people have heard, so Environmental, Social and Governance. Broadly speaking, the environmental aspect relates to a company's environmental impacts and risk management practices. Social refers to its relationships with its stakeholders and governance relates to how a company is led, administered and managed. Um, There are a number of global challenges currently, such as climate change and economic inequality. So increasingly, investors and stakeholders are demanding that organisations they interact with have ESG policies in place more companies are including ESG factors as part of their risk assessments. So having a good compliance program is part of good governance and naturally both things go hand in hand. So compliance with ESG law and regulation and the associated non-financial reporting is becoming mandatory for many businesses across every sector going forward. So acting early can help build competitive advantages and mitigate future compliance risks. 
Yeah, yeah, that's super interesting. Um, some really great points here around, you know, increased focus on effectiveness of compliance procedures and governance frameworks. I think the key thing we really try to emphasize at the MIS is a risk-based approach focusing on ESG and preventative measures and, and really how due diligence is the smart business decision. As you said, reputation management is so important today and it's really pro uh, important to be proactive. Um, you know, I think it actually gives a competitive advantage in a sense. So great. Well, this has been really great chatting with you today. Um, you know, you've provided some really insightful and valuable takeaways, not only about your personal experience, but the industry as a whole. So unless you have any um, final words, then we can uh, wrap it up. Um, no, just to say thank you very much for having me and um, it's a really great um, series that you're doing and hopefully more and more women out there will will see the, the um, you know, sky's the limit. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much. I think this has been a really great one. Um, so for our listeners, I look forward to continuing this important conversation as well. Um, check out our Women in Finance Crime podcast series in the upcoming months and thank you all. Thank you so much for joining us for this edition of Themis Podcasts. Find out more about Themis at crime.financial.com.